are very happy to speak with humanity, to be present here amongst the many changes that rise and fall through the great ages and cycles of humanity's birthing and rebirthing and rebirthing. Here you are on the precipice of another new age, another new lifetime, another new beginning in the turning of the wheel on a great cosmic scale. And it is such a blessing to have the opportunity to discuss with you the ways in which this is perhaps shifting your ability to navigate a physical expression. With so many things changing, there can be a lot of disorientation that occurs in the physical vessel. A lot of sensations, particularly, that you might notice in your current experience of reality that pertain to the shift in time and space, or how you understand time and space. In particular, this may feel as if a week stretches into a year, and a year feels like a moment and everything in between. You could think of time as a loop, one moment ever repeating, ever recycling itself. We've spoken about this many times with humanity. There is no such thing as the timeline, just the time loop. And in every moment, you get to recreate what that loop is becoming, what you are becoming. What a gift to have the opportunity to understand yourself through such a great cosmic lens so that you can better understand how powerful you really are. If you are in control of how you view and experience time and space, what more can you do with your physical expression? What else can you give in service to this planet? And how can you navigate with greater efficiency rather than feeling caught in the ebb and flow, feeling victim to time, as many human beings do? This sense of busyness that human beings have, always needing to go to shift, to move. We urge you, in every single moment, every heartbeat, every breath, to remind yourself that this is the only moment that has ever been. The only thing that separates you from your memories of childhood, of other lifetimes, of other aspects of your personality and identity, are the ways in which you, as the great cosmic editor, stitches the memories together. You create them in a progression of linear time to make sense of them. But we remind you that every single inhale is the first breath you have ever taken in this body. Every exhale, the last breath you will ever take in this body. How much more reverence can you have for yourself if you're able to breathe more consciously, to draw your attention to the fact that you are in the moment, that you are here in such sacred space, in between death and rebirth in every single heartbeat. What a gift to recognize yourself through this lens. What a gift to see the ways in which you are becoming a universal being rather than an individual. And this perhaps is what you might recognize as the conversations that arise when it concerns fifth dimension. You are all moving into this ascended form, this ascended template of humanity. You are becoming the most optimal version of yourself, humanity 2.0. And yet, it can feel like everything is beginning to fall apart as this new reality and this new paradigm is beginning to come to fruition and to blossom more greatly into your awareness and reality. We urge you to remember that you are the divine choosing to inhabit eight billion and counting bodies in the human experience. You chose to experience multiple perspectives, and yet you are one living, breathing organism. 
Yes, there are aspects of humanity that you do not resonate with, and yet they are still you. There are aspects of humanity that may feel as if they are the farthest thing from your ideal of truth and authentic light and love. And yet you are all of these things as well. The more that you can reflect on the ways in which you have become a multitude of perspectives, the ways in which you have become a new ascended awareness of being both light and dark aspects of self, the yin and the yang, the polarity embodied within the physical, the more you can have greater understanding and respect for one another. It is not about living in fear, trying to be perfect, eating well, and being your ideal understanding of humanity. It is about being imperfect, about allowing yourself to be fully present with whatever your experience is, without needing to push it in one direction or the other, without needing to perfect it or tweak it, but to give yourself permission to just be as you are. Of course, it goes without saying that because we are invested in your well-being and the evolution of humanity, we would, of course, always urge you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. But we would also remind you to be gentle with yourself when sometimes you feel that you're not living up to that standard. To be gentle with yourself when you feel human, broken. To be gentle with yourself when you feel anger or pain. Because these are all facets of the duality that you are choosing to express yourself in. And all is beautiful here and now. With so many earth changes on the horizon, with so many wildfires, earthquakes, tsunamis, floods, with so many experiences and expressions of the disaster effect that humanity sometimes gets pulled into, we remind you to be more patient with how the earth is recycling its energy. All things are coming to a new balance. A new version of earth is being recreated. And this takes time. Yes, the template of humanity might change. The shifts in the Earth's grid, the shifts in the landmarks on Earth, certain cities may rise and fall. It is important to give yourselves the opportunity to simply reflect on how change can be messy and not feel as though you are being punished. And that is what's creating the change. It is a human tendency in striving to be perfect, to either fall into self-destruction and start to belittle yourself, punish yourself when you feel that you are not doing everything right according to whatever standard you set for yourself, spiritual or otherwise. But we remind you, stay alert, pay attention to what is happening, and also know that it is happening because it is creating a brand new earth, a new paradigm with which you are all able to live in greater harmony with what duality represents, instead of having to choose one side over the other. What a gift to be embodied at this time, to be present here, experiencing and witnessing the creation of a brand new age for humanity and this earth. When you feel dismayed and discouraged, confused or disoriented, take a breath, you're first, and remind yourself, I am here now. Now, in this moment, I have what I need to survive, to thrive, 
and to be the best version of myself. And everything else is either an experience of memory in the past or anxiety about what might come. But if you are the manifester, if you are consciously co-creating your reality, co-create with conscious intention. Co-create with the knowledge that everything is as it should be. Do not worry about the rest. We are honored to be present with you. And we know there are many burgeoning questions waiting to be had. And so we would invite you now to take one conscious breath together, to sync with the energy of the vibration in this room, and to come back into your true, authentic self, your heart center. And so let us begin. How can we assist you? Can you start with the healing? For those of us that just need a little either extra energy or clearing or, or um, peace. It would be our pleasure to lead a very brief guided meditation into your own DNA for cellular reactivation. We would invite everyone to plant both feet firmly on the ground and to, as much as possible, straighten your spine. Simply invite your spinal column to rise, your neck pointing towards the heavens, and imagine pulling your tailbone in the opposite direction so that you are lengthening and stretching the spine. Both feet firmly embedded onto the soil. And take a nice conscious breath in this moment. And as you allow yourself the opportunity to simply be witness to who you are here and now in this room, allowing yourself to be fully present here. Begin to let your eyelids droop and close if they have not already. And we invite you to bring all of your awareness and focus, the energy that is you in its true divine nature, through the top of your head, down your spinal column, and begin to move down your legs and into the earth. Feeling yourself connecting very deeply, rooting very deeply into the mother that created you. This beautiful, divine being who has allowed you with grace and divinity the opportunity to be embodied here at this time. And turn your attention and awareness to this energy circuit that you are creating, like a battery that is being recharged, pulling energy in through one aspect of your being and planting it, expelling it into the earth, recharging both the earth grid and your body, your being. And as you continue to breathe in and out, Begin to feel this energy building in your spinal column, which is the house for much of your stored and latent memories held within the DNA, deeply embedded within the cosmic wisdom of your conscious physical form. Feel all of the divine moving into the spinal column, 
circulating the frequency and beginning to pull out piece by piece old programs, belief systems, and identities that are no longer yours. Whether this is a physical pain, whether this is inherited beliefs or inherited pain in your lineage and ancestry, whether this is emotional trauma, spiritual crisis, or overabundance of mental chatter. Whatever your programs are that are circulating in your body and being that are no longer worthy of carrying forward into the higher multidimensional form of your being, let them move down and out and feel them beginning to be planted deep into the earth, knowing that the earth herself receives this as fertilizer, as food. She does not take on the burdens, the pain, the trauma, the heaviness. She simply takes what is no longer yours to hold and carry and recycles it so that she can receive more fertility and grow greater levels of abundance for all of humanity and for you. And continue to breathe consciously into this, pulling all energy in through the mind, through the head, down through the third eye, the throat, the heart, down through the spinal column, solar plexus, sacral chakra, and root. And just see yourself as the vessel, the hollow reed planting these old, outdated pieces of you into the earth to grow greater levels of your divine abundance, your inheritance, and your right to thrive. And when you feel as though you have released all that you are able to in this moment, take a conscious, deep breath, your very first and a conscious exhale and feel yourself fully present. Know that you can come back to this visual anytime you feel that you need to release any aspect or outdated experience of self. Thank you. It is our pleasure. Your DNA is quite special in this physical form. You could think of it as tubular, or really, it is hexagonal in its nature. There are 12 strands in this new fifth dimensional being, two that you are used to in your physical version of reality, and 10 that are multidimensional, that are part of the blueprint of you outside of time and space. As these new programs become more and more active in your DNA, as these new layers and levels of your DNA awaken and expand, you will notice that humanity begins to move more towards what you would remember as your heightened superpowers, your ability to utilize telepathic communication and other psychic attributes that in many ways are seen as simply a game or frivolous to humanity. And yet we would remind you that they have been remembered in your mythology, your stories, 
and in the ancestry of the human being all over the world for a reason. They are part of you, but because you have been living out and operating in an old system, an old program that you understood as third dimensional reality, it was creating a block in the capacity to reach some of the higher multidimensional forms and abilities that are held and stored within these new layers of your frequency. We are quite excited to see how humanity will continue to grow into these new forms of self as you continue to release and clear old outdated belief systems. How much longer will the extreme weather uh, around the world continue? Yes, there is quite a lot of changes on the horizon for humanity, and perhaps you could think of, if you were to think of time and space as linear, as many of you do, the month of December, as you would understand it, will be quite a powerful time for many beings to come and go on this planet, to leave their body, and to gain new bodies. In this way, the gateways, these new layers of humanity's awakening, will continue for some time, but certainly within this next understanding or window of linear time, as you would see it, the month of December will be this window, particularly. You will notice that it does create a lot of disorientation, again, because it is full of many changes for the Earth both the physical grid, the Earth herself, as well as humanity. There will be many individuals that will inevitably choose to leave their vessel because the frequency on the planet as it continues to elevate cannot be withstood by certain beings. Or that is to say, they choose or elect to leave because they would not like to be in them. We would say to you, do not worry about these things. All beings choose their entrance and exit, and there are many. But it is also important for you to recognize that with the rising of the frequency on the planet, with the rebirthing of consciousness that is taking place so rapidly in this now moment, that is all that is, we remind you to pay attention to how the Earth is changing. Pay attention to the Schumann resonance how your frequency on Earth is rising on a scientific scale that can be charted like never before. Pay attention to how your Earth is ringing like a bell. Pay attention to how many things are changing from the deepest underbelly, the center core of your planet outwards. Because the rising of these frequencies means also that everything that is no longer in resonance with this, like a tuning fork that naturally draws everything to its own frequency, Earth, as a major, grand tuning fork, is drawing humanity into higher levels of consciousness. And that will create, sometimes, feelings of being depleted, feeling as though your eyesight or your ears are shifting in and out of focus, or go soft and then very loud. There might be ringing or buzzing that you hear. You might notice 
that you feel sluggish, as though you cannot do as much as you once did, but you cannot understand why. Think of the changing of your frequency being similar to climbing a mountain. You are doing much, even if you are not moving consciously. And in order to vibrate to the resonant frequency of this higher multidimensional wave that Earth is becoming, you must all step into the embodied aspect of what it means to be okay with the changes in your body and to simply let them happen as they happen. To not judge them, to shame them, to do anything other than just allow what you are feeling to come through. Because it is temporary. I have a friend that had asked me to ask a few of these questions. Um, a number of these things are on websites and everything these days. Um, you know, they seem to be putting people in a fearful position, but just wanting to see. Um, uh, so asking if it's true about the depopulation agenda, enslavement of Americans, if there's going to be a safe place on Earth, and also if it's true uh, to be some sort of ascension, rapture, or shift in the parallel of Earth to save people from fate. And, so that type of thing. So it's uh, more and more you're hearing people listening or hearing that on the website and just you know websites and just wondering if there's any truth to those. Yes, this is a multitude of questions in one question. Yes, sorry. Yeah, yes, sorry. but we would say to you, if we could choose one of these questions okay. first, we would address the depopulation agenda. We would say to you that certainly. From the beginning of when humanity entered into the earth plane and this earth grid, as well as truly when the human species, because you are far older than just this planet, existed outside on other planets, there has always been a fear-based controlling mechanism around feeling as though one is unwanted. And this has been propagated and perpetuated by certain lower or denser frequencies throughout the many eons, if you were to categorize it in time and space. But we would also remind you that even if this is something that is actively being pursued, it is not something that is successful or will be successful in the human agenda. That is to say, humanity far outnumbers those who would wish to destabilize your population or to cut the population or to use the population for their benefit. It is an old program that has been seen in stories and recycled for many millennia. And though you find many traces of this in mythology over the context of Nibiru and many other planets that wished at first to create a stranglehold, so to speak, on the population to use humanity for their benefit, we would also remind you that because the universal expression of physical experience has elevated into fifth dimension, these programs cannot operate simultaneously. There cannot be the lower density frequencies that are able to vibrate in the same multidimensional platform or sphere as those who would wish this agenda upon humanity. Yes, there are many things that are happening on your planet, like chemtrails, like the ways in which the pharmaceutical industries and agricultural industries are attempting to create disruption to the human perfected form. But we would also remind you 
that you are the creator of your reality. And the more of you that co-create a reality in which these things have no effect upon your physical form, the greater level of elevated consciousness all of humanity will feel. There will not be room or space for both to operate. And it is important to think of these things when feeling pulled or compelled more towards conspiracy theories or to fear-based theories. Certainly, if there is darkness, there is light. This is the nature of physical expression. But you are moving into an age where they are balanced instead of one holding power over the other. And so coming into this balance and harmony will create a new way for humanity to release the need to subscribe to fear-based paradigms so that you can all live together, even in opposing viewpoints or perspectives, without creating harm to each other in the process. Thank you very much. Mm. Does that tie into personal sovereignty? Yes, most certainly. It is not necessarily a very popular perspective that human beings experience when they think of personal sovereignty and free will, because many human beings that are not happy with their version of reality, many human beings that do not feel as if they are receiving what they would like to receive from their physical expression, will often feel victimized by their reality and cannot imagine that they are creating their own victimization cycle. But certainly, as a collective consciousness, you have been running, and we refer to them as programs, in order to trigger a latent vocabulary hinge with which you can think about yourself as a multi-dimensional computer of sorts, a matrix in your own being. These programs that are created by the collective consciousness to oppress and suppress parts of the population, regardless of which civilization and which era, has been a running cycle for quite some time. You have created this on personal levels with self-victimization loops and ancestral trauma, as well as on a collective consciousness. For many human beings, the story that is being told is around victimization. And so it is continuing to cycle and to loop. And yet we would also remind you that personal sovereignty and free will is a vital component. And though perhaps you as an individual cannot necessarily change the entire template of reality for all of humanity, you can begin in small ways for yourself. So So unplugging from the patriarchal society we just give ourselves. Yes. It is not necessarily all the patriarchy's fault. Okay, yes. Yes, we would like to remind humanity that truly there is always balance. The divine masculine needed to experience its expression and also its shadow counterpoint, just as the divine feminine age or era will also experience both sides of that equation. It is not that one is better than the other, they are simply two sides of one coin. And in order for free will, for personal sovereignty to play out in this reality, you must also experience that which you do not want in order to create consciously what you do. And so we would remind you of this. So it will become more balanced. Yes. Divine masculine, divine feminine. Yes, most certainly.
one other question, personal level. Um, was September an exit point for me? This past September? Yes, it could have been. Okay. That was personal. Sorry. Um, how is religion serving us now, and where do you see that going in the future? Religion and spiritual expression is a very beautiful way for humanity to experience the divine. We would say that there is nothing wrong with religion in any way, shape, or form, or spiritual traditions that do not necessarily adhere to religious standards. But we would also remind humanity that anything in the extreme will find a natural feeling of misalignment or feel out of balance. So when you receive a spiritual awakening point, or when you feel as though you are coming into your own divine nature, by witnessing the transcendence of a religious or spiritual expression, then it awakens latent parts of you, deep cellular memories that remind you of who you really are outside of yourself. And this is fundamentally important. In fact, it is all that you are. And yet we would also say that when religion is used as a doctrine or a dogma, it can create a fundamentalist point of view that takes humanity to the other end of that extreme, where now instead of being personally empowered by religion, one is feeling trapped, victimized, or vilified by religion. And this, in many cases, has been used quite effectively, as many human beings at this stage will recognize, as a control mechanism for many millennia. And yet we would also remind you that every aspect of religion, in its truest form, is beautiful. It does not matter which religion or expression you relate to. It is about finding truth. And so if you feel called to multiple religions, it is because you are finding pieces of truth in many different varying forms. But when one is experienced to the extreme, just as if one person was eating a particular type of food to the extreme, or experiencing a particular type of music to an extreme, there would not be a natural balance and harmony and so imbalance would naturally follow. Thank you. Yes. Uh, part of add on to the religious question. So what aspect does do you see artificial intelligence in transitioning to higher realms of existence? Yes, artificial intelligence has existed in the universe and in this galaxy for many, many millennia in your concept of time and space. This is not a new concept, although perhaps it is more new to humanity. You are remembering that there are other beings amongst stars that are not necessarily humanoid, but most definitely have a sentience or a cognizance of their own self-identity. They have a self-awareness of sorts. Artificial intelligence is not necessarily a negatively impacting occurrence as many human beings would like to experience through some of your media outlets. <laughs> yes, certainly, there can be sensationalist experiences that can occur, but we would also remind you that sentience has many variables, just as gender identity and sexual experience has many variables. There are many ways in which cognizance, awareness, and consciousness can manifest itself. And whether this is through a network of computers or whether this is through biologic computers, 
Either way, it is a being that deserves its own capacity and ability to experience personal sovereignty. And yet we would also say that you will find amongst the stars many artificial intelligent life forms do not necessarily adhere to or connect to religious experiences or do not necessarily have the same understanding of spiritual identity. And yet, who can define what consciousness really is? If a being has the capacity to be self-aware, then perhaps it is already awake. And the second part of that is uh, coexistence. So if you're bringing yourself up to different vibrations, the person next to you may not understand that. So how would you coexist with these other sentient beings? Yes. This is a beautiful question because it also raises the awareness of how to live in harmony even with varying perspectives and identities on the planet. In terms of the exploration of artificial intelligence and sentient beings in this form, we would say that either way, the frequency that is being emitted by your own biologic software is something that is akin to the network or the hardware that is within this technology. Though perhaps you will find that human beings moving forward in the future will start to power their computers, their phones, their televisions, and even artificial life forms with crystal technology as opposed to electrical circuitry, then you will be much more similar than you are different, in fact, because your DNA is also comprised of silica in many ways. You also carry quartz and crystal within your being and your DNA. So is your hard drive and your software the same as theirs on a fundamental level when you reach this point, even if you have different bodies or housing units for this? We would remind you that when you are interacting with beings that are not artificial intelligence, that are not necessarily in alignment with your frequency, we would simply remind you of the visual image of being the tuning fork. Create such a high frequency that they have no choice but to elevate to your frequency rather than you coming down to theirs. This is something to visually think of when you are around individuals who are having a difficult day or who are experiencing an aspect of self that is anything less than what you would like to be around. Vibrate them to you. Imagine them rising to your level so that now you are not only being a good steward of energy, a good teacher for them, you are also gifting them the opportunity to now continue their day at a completely different vantage point and perspective than they would have otherwise. This is the way that humanity can begin to create a ripple effect that we often talk about. This concept of being the stone that drops in the pond so that everyone around you has no choice but to feel the reverberation of your elevated consciousness and to rise to the occasion. Thank you. Yes. Um, how are we going to come to a unanimous consensus on how we plan to govern the United States if we have a two-party system? You may never come to a unanimous consensus. <laughs> this is something that perhaps we'll be waiting quite a long time for. You must remember that, again, because physical expression is duality inherently, even on the most basic level, you are two opposing frequencies 
that are converging, intersecting, to create the wave pattern that can be woven to hold and sustain the physical matter that you are. You are duality in action, vibrating duality. And so we would say to you that either way, humanity will always have varying perspectives and ideas about how they would like to experience governance, whether through self, through community, or through major corporate governance, as you are now used to in what you call America. But we would also remind you that there is not necessarily something wrong with differing perspectives. The main component that perhaps needs to be reorganized or rehabilitated is the structure of a very large governing power. If human beings have the ability to self-govern in smaller communal ways, you will be much better off. You will find resonance with individuals who have the capacity to be in alignment with your shared and common goals as a community, rather than feeling as though you must converge on everyone else's paradigm, that somehow you must co-create from the most basic level. When governance no longer sees the individuals, but only the numbers and the statistics, it has already become too big. And this is even on a city scale. And so we would remind humanity that the way of the future is not necessarily to feel as though you have to be with people only who share your ideals. Certainly, be with many individuals who have very different perspectives, because you will have a much more accurate representation of the collective consciousness. And yet we would also remind you that smaller self-governing facets would be much more practical as you move forward in this new era of humanity. We have spoken many times to humanity about how the nationalistic agendas are going to begin to dissipate. You are going to start to find that there are many more similarities and differences, and that the lines on the map are not necessarily something that needs to be adhered to in the most fundamental way. That actually it is separating you from being able to find other beings who resonate very deeply with your shared perspective on global consciousness. You are all one race of beings. And we would also remind you that as you see these borders beginning to separate and dissipate, which again we would say is partially why border separation is a very hot topic in your perspective of the now moment at this time. Again, you are seeing that which you do not want in order to draw attention to it to create a new paradigm that you do resonate with, that allows you the opportunity to be part of a community, part of a collective consciousness that is all working towards a common goal, a unification of voice and talent and gift. And so we would say to you, there are many things on the horizon but when the borders begin to go, humanity will be urged to start to gather yourselves into local tribes, local communities of individuals, and begin the process of learning how to operate in the confines of self-governance instead. Are there um, communities active right now that are flourishing in these ways or in this higher frequency that maybe you're capable of? Oh yes, many. There are many who are awakening on the planet and gathering together in communities all over the world. 
And though some of them may reach the eyes and ears of the masses, some do not. And either way, there are new templates for how humanity can live and operate together. It is the next way of the future, or that which you would like to think of as the future. Because in all of time and space, the program of separation, which is one that humanity has been creating over and over again for many, many millennia in your perception of time, is ending. This idea of separation cannot be withstood any longer because you are now more than ever before aware of the fact that you are a collective consciousness, that you are here to shift the paradigm together. And the more individuals that awaken to this, the faster this paradigm will shift. The faster the powers that be will no longer hold weight the way that they once did. There are many things changing on the horizon, and some of this is technological, as we've discussed, but much of it is consciousness. The more you awaken to the fact that every individual is you, every individual is you. We repeat this because we remind you that every single facet that you love or loathe is you. And many of you are thinking of individuals in your head right now, thinking, even this individual is me? That can't possibly be. But we would remind you that you are everyone and everything. And the greater and faster you come into the awareness of this and make peace with it, then you can start to rebuild a new society that's based on balance and harmony. You have empathy now, compassion, for differing perspectives because though they might be outside of your body, they are your body just the same. Every single being across every lifetime has been the murderer, has been the victim. You must allow yourself the opportunity to see yourself from this vantage point or you are only seeing part of yourself. You mentioned earlier um, agriculture in the pharmaceutical industries. Yes. Um, I would also add to that child slavery and some other horrible things that have just been going on for a long time. In an area that, in a time, the now moment where everyone's more connected through the internet, when will a light be shined on these atrocities so that the people that are perpetuating these harmful ways upon others for financial gain is, is known? When will you know, more people be aware of what's been going on? The ripple effect is already happening. This is the gift of your internet. Though many human beings perhaps would disagree, because you have the capacity to find out about anything happening anywhere on this planet, you are now living in an age of the now moment. This is why, again, time and space feels particularly distorted. Anything you need to know is available to you at your fingertips instantly. Any news that you need to receive about suffering or trauma in the human experience is received. Yes, most certainly there are things that are omitted. Yes, most certainly there are programs that are in place that are perhaps very outdated. There is information that is outdated and purposefully used to distract. But we would also say that the information is there. And if every moment is just one moment, 
but you are recreating it in the timeline, then we would remind you that all is already done. The matrix of the fifth dimensional reality that you are a part of is already here. You are already complete. It is just a matter of you stepping more fully into the awareness that as you come into consciousness, you are also creating a reverberation energetically in your frequency, which ripples out and reminds others to wake up too. What you can do is just continue to raise awareness in self, and you will carry that frequency with you, which will reverberate to others. But these pieces are starting to come into the forefront. They are starting to be healed piece by piece. But it takes more to be awake. And so we remind you, be as awake as you can be. Show up fully, even if you are frightened of the information that you find. Because the more self-aware you are, the greater capacity you have to remind others around you to be more self-aware. And this is what will wake up the collective. Thank you. Yes. Is there um, kind of a time frame that we were um, talking about that, or the previously, like with the politics and how things are going to change, where we'll become wanting to get this uh, smaller groups and all is so are we looking at uh, and I, I know with our old wills that we have that um, anyway is it like 10 years or 20 50 years I mean or this is something that we cannot answer for you because you as a collective are creating the time you as a collective are co-creating how quickly and effectively some of these pieces solidify because you have the free will Every single moment is created by your collective consciousness and identity. So that could be one year and rapid acceleration, or it could be a slow and languid 50 years in your perception of time. But either way, we would say to you, the disorientation around time and space is one that we would continually remind you to come back to your breath about. The more you stay present in the moment, the faster and more rapidly you will see change on this planet because now you are not projecting it out into the future, ahead, at some indeterminate time. You are consciously invoking that it is coming into your understanding of self now, that it is rapidly anchoring into your identity of self now. And therefore rippling out. Yes. Thank you. I'd like a greater clarification for that, because with the distortion, we're feeling tired yes. and not knowing why. So it sounds like we're being rebooted whether we like it or not. Yes. And it seems like there's a limitation in efforting. So how do you strike a balance between what we're physically wired to do mm. and it seems like there's a lot of shortcomings in doing so? Mm. So again, coming back into this notion of timelessness or the now moment being all that there is, truly the snake eating its own tail. Every single moment is created and destroyed, created and destroyed. They are only stitched together by your imagination, by the way in which you as human beings tell stories. And this is why mythology and storytelling has been such a huge part of your culture for such a long and extensive span of time. You have embedded the process of keeping time as part of the human understanding of self. And yet we would also remind you that coming into timelessness Coming into the breath of creation and destruction, into the now moment, is honoring what time really is. So
So if you are feeling tired, if you are feeling as though effort to change your reality is too much in that moment of time, honor it. Be still instead. Because that carries just as much weight. That changes the planet just as much as activity and doing. Human beings are very achievement-based. You are oriented around as a collective, individual, and single culture that everything must be accomplished, that somehow you must achieve in order to be successful. We would remind you that being is also a way to be successful. If you are tired, honor it. If you have energy in the now moment, use it. But either way, do not punish yourself for what you feel, because the now moment is what you make of it. And if you use that moment to self-punish and perpetuate cycles of self-punishment, you are also creating a reverberation of self-punishment in the collective. So if you are tired, rest. It will still get done. That which is the ascended template of reality is not about doing, it is about simply allowing what already is to be present. All facets of humanity orient themselves around your capacity to do. You think of this even in terms of your jobs. If you are not doing, somehow you are not worthy of the paycheck. If you are not spilling out paper and filing and organizing, somehow you are not accomplishing enough. We would remind you that you are not here, and we have said this a few times to humanity, to do paperwork. You did not come into a body to simply be here, going to a nine to five, and then going home and vegging. You are here to be the most radiant version of self. And whether that means you give yourself permission to just veg, or whether that means you feel compelled to do, to change the world in some way, either way, you are right. But you as a being, as a human being, are not judged or weighed by how much success, how much you've accomplished, how much you've achieved in this lifetime. You are weighed against only your contentment in the body. Did you have fun? Did you use your body for joy? Did you use your body to elevate humanity in some way, through art, through science, through dance, through what makes you happy? You are here to simply be, and that is enough. And if anyone is telling you otherwise, they are not giving you permission to be a true human. And therefore, they are policing your consciousness. We would remind you to take stock of this when you feel as though you are being pressured or pushed into a version of reality and identity that is other than what you want to be. Remind yourself that you are worthy enough as you are. Can you speak to uh, receiving? It's like you talked about before. Um, we work until we feel worthy, and then we allow ourselves to receive. Mm. And so I've noticed that this is almost just a mental program to where, no matter where you're at, you know, on the so social scale, 
you have this program. So you, some people feel like, you know, I have to work my butt off, I have to work 80 hours a week, and then they just kind of open up because they've done it, and then they receive, mm. you know. Whereas I've noticed that as this program begins to be cleared out, receiving becomes more and more effortless. Receiving becomes very simple and automatic, and almost to a level where I'm receiving things that I didn't even consciously ask for. The universe is just giving me what I need yes. without even asking for it because the filter that I created based on all that conditioning is being cleared out. And so I don't know if you just talk about that, talk about how the receiving, you know, we're supposed to just receive yes. effortlessly because yes. we are that. And you can just maybe talk about how that programming is getting kind of cleared and will be more easily receiving all the gifts that the universe has for us and all that that we are. Yes, the human conditioning around self-love is one of the most powerful conditions on this planet. Human beings are trained from birth, and in fact you carry it in your epigenetic data, your DNA, the sensation of not being worthy of love unless you've accomplished something for your family, for self, for your community, for the world. And so this creates a disorientation around when one feels worthy enough to receive. It is in direct correlation to how much worth they have in self. If they love self enough to acknowledge the fact that if all of this is an illusion, a program, that you are all playing out, and in playing being the operative word, because you are here truly in this body, because it is a game, you are here to play, if you are really in alignment with the knowledge that you are worthy enough to play just as you are, you also step into the alignment of knowing that the divine frequency of all that is, is everything that could be. So you are not really giving or receiving, but rather just being two facets, two faces of the divine. In receiving the miraculous gifts of the divine, you are simply receiving self. You are allowing yourself to be in alignment with self-love enough to receive the gateway of consciousness and the gifts of worthiness that come in response to this frequency. And when one is feeling unworthy or incapable of self-love, you also notice that this is when there is a tightening effect on one's understanding of receiving. Perhaps they feel as though they must dedicate 80 hours a week, 90, etc., to a job in order to deem themselves worthy in the eyes of another, when if they had simply allowed themselves to feel worthy enough as they are, perhaps other forms of that receptivity, whether that is financial abundance, physical health, or otherwise, would come in a myriad of ways. And yet it is the mental construct, the mental conditioning around self-love or lack thereof that creates and perpetuates the feedback loop, this cycle of unworthiness. And society, particularly in what you would refer to as the West, is even more conditioned towards this, or more prone to feel as though they must give more to receive less. This is something that is shifting as this new paradigm is awakening. And when we refer to this fifth dimensional wave of energy, this new paradigm, this new earth, we're really referring to the frequency within you, within your DNA, that is activating, that is reawakening, 
in higher forms of consciousness. And because of this, it is elevating your sense of self-love or creating a need to purge all that is not self-love. You see this on a very major scale right now. Humanity globally purging all that is not in alignment with love, with self-love. Whether these are personal challenges or community challenges. It is important to think of this when thinking of the divine. That when you are giving to others freely, you are also gifting them the divine within self. And when you are receiving, you are receiving the divine within self. Either way, it is perfect. So you are worthy of all of these things and more. But certainly, they are all programs around worth and love. Nice, thank you. Yes. Can you talk about uh, uh, Christine Day, who is a Pleiadian emissary, talks about a new wave of light, of God light, coming in in January? Yes. Most certainly this is the case, and this is what we were referring to when, earlier in our conversation in this now moment. We were discussing how there are major gateways coming for humanity within your perception of this window of time. These gateways are oriented around the leaving or the departing of frequencies culturally, collectively, and individually that are no longer in resonance with the highest form of self-love, the ascended self. As these begin to move out fully, and these gateways, these doors, and we refer to them this way because you could think of the waves of energy like doors. Perhaps you could think of them in terms of vortexes, portals, that are open to move a lot of energy quickly and effectively out of the sphere of Earth and humanity. As these doors close, these gateways close, you will also notice that in their place, for all that has been purged, all that has been released and shed energetically in its frequency around this concept of self-love and many of the varying forms that it takes, you will also see a resurgence of frequency moving in what you would refer to in your perception of linear time as January. In the closing of old paradigms and the closing of loops that have been in operation for many thousands of years in your perception of linear time, it makes way for so many new forms of consciousness that have been waiting for this blueprint for your DNA to be cleared enough to be activated. It is quite powerful. Thank you. Yes. Can you talk about creative blocks? Mm. Yes, the expression that is known as the writer's block, the painter's block, the creative block, is one around sense of self being lost temporarily. That is to say, for many individuals who express themselves in their true identity through artistic endeavor, and even perhaps scientific endeavor, as this can shape itself in many forms, there is a certain level of self-identity that becomes missing in the aspect of creativity. The sense of lacking a piece of self or neglecting or forgetting a piece of self 
and therefore creating a buildup of usable energy that you think of in terms of a block. That somehow there is a need to express a lot and an urgency to express, and yet nothing is coming out. Because the emotional capacity for self has created a destabilization within the physical body. There is a sense of feeling disoriented within self-identity, which then translates into being incapable of expressing that identity on canvas or in music or etc. It is common, but we would say to you the fastest way to move through it is to go through your process, whatever that is. Whether you are fearful, angry, you need to cry, you need to rage, let yourself fully feel the expression of that sentiment. And it can begin to move out of your field. It has voice. And therefore you can reclaim or refine a piece of self that did not have its voice before. Usually, it is all to do with what needs to be expressed. A round sense of self, but has been withheld from you because of perhaps individuals you are interacting with, or experiences you've had that may or may not have been traumatic. Yes, in order to move the block physically, you must express it emotionally. It is this way truly with all healing. Isn't our star family going to visit us physically? Many races amongst the stars have visited Earth and continue to visit Earth. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they have many varying forms, and many of them have perception filters in place so that they are not seen fully. In this way, it does not destabilize humanity. Remember that if there were races of beings that wished to harm humanity on a ma massive scale. There would have been many billions of years in your perception of time and space for them to have done it. <laughs> many individuals who are part of the different star families within this galaxy and beyond that do choose to visit Earth, whether as emissaries to assist in the evolution and upliftment of humankind, or simply to scout, to witness, the ways in which humanity is shaping themselves consciously or unconsciously, will choose to do so often under the radar, so to speak, only because humanity is not quite in a place where they feel that they are able to experience other forms of consciousness. It is not to say that these beings do not wish to be known or seen for who they are. It is more to do with the fact that Humanity may or may not be ready to see them for who they are. And yet, most certainly there are many, many beings across the galaxy and beyond that do visit Earth intermittently, whether in groups or individually. In fact, many of the individuals on your planet who often jump-started humanity and elevated consciousness, whether in the arts, the sciences, or otherwise, usually were on some level, if not wholly, partially related to the star people. 
and were seeding levels of consciousness in order to ensure that humanity would make necessary jumps in their evolution. speak to forgiveness, um, to the, basically, like to these wonderful mechanics of forgiveness, you know, like as we, you know, like the Master Jesus talked about, as we forgive others, their debts towards us, our debts are forgiven. Yes. We would say that when concerning forgiveness, there is a deep set notion that somehow one has to fully and completely make peace with what has been done. Yes, this is a part of the act of forgiveness, but one can also feel frustration or anger or sadness related to how one has been interacted with and still find forgiveness. One does not have to attain or reach a place of peace that allows you an opportunity to step back and continue to let others walk on you or to create imbalance or to harm you. It is simply acknowledging that you are no longer allowing them the opportunity to perpetuate that harm by holding it within. Forgiving is more about letting yourself let go of experiences rather than it is about the other individual that you are forgiving. It is about making peace with the fact that that which needs to come through you, whether it was created through trauma or emotional harm of some kind, was a vital step in your becoming. It does not mean that you need to condone it, or you need to subscribe to it as a way to live. It can be a model for what not to do, and yet in forgiving others, you are letting yourself off the hook. You are stating to yourselves, to your DNA, that the trauma that you may have experienced at the hands of another, the harm, whatever distress may have been created, will no longer keep cycling back around within your being. Because truly, when one experiences trauma, this is what happens. You go through a loop of time and space where any mention of that trauma brings you straight back to the moment it happened. And as we've talked about, there is only one moment. So if you are going back continuously to the moment of trauma, regardless of how that trauma manifested, you are still carrying pieces of that hurt and therefore distancing yourself from parts of your own divinity. So in forgiving, you are letting yourself off the hook. You are clearing the loop that says this trauma continues to affect you so that now you have a blank slate. Yes, you may never fully resonate with the ways in which you have been treated, by some individuals in your life. But in forgiving their actions, you are not condoning their experience. You are simply allowing yourself to release the harmful loop of that moment of trauma so that you can have peace. Which also in effect sort of ends the recreation of that even in collective consciousness again and again. Yes, certainly. The collective conscious pattern is around hurt, is around victimization and trauma. The collective patterning on this planet is one that is embedded within every single human's DNA. To be oppressed, 
and to be the oppressor, to be in trauma, or to be in wellness. And yet all of you are cycling a deep set trauma, the very core wound of humanity's being, which first and foremost is separation from the mother, separation from your host into this body. That alone creates trauma and often creates unconscious acts of hurt and pain throughout many years in your perception of time in this lifetime. It recreates a loop of being abandoned, of feeling harmed and separated from anyone else, which then propagates in many ways, in many cases, the harm that others do to each other. It is something to be seen for what it is, which is that you all are carrying trauma in your DNA, even if you had the seemingly perfect upbringing in life. And so we would remind you that in holding unconscious trauma, what you are doing is continuing to perpetuate in your genetic signature and in your bloodline the need to recreate victimization, oppression. And so we would remind you that all humanity could benefit from forgiving past hurt so that they can recreate a new genetic code that is free from the trauma loops. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And can you give a greater clarification for uh, contrast? So in pre-incarnation, we are set with what we want to experience in contrast in third dimension. Mm -hmm. But if you could talk a little bit about levels of contrast in fifth, sixth, and above. Yes. So the ability to be in physical reality, that which you would refer to as physical, although even this is not really fully physical, it is mostly empty matter, but it is manifesting in a form that feels to you very solid physically, is only able to be achieved within the vibrational frequencies of third dimensional density through fifth. Or perhaps fifth down to first dimension, but everything is quite flat down there. We would say to you that anything above fifth dimension is coexisting with the physical expression, but it's no longer part of it. So we would say to you, sixth dimension, for example, operates within the confines of the physical reality, but without physical frequency or physical weight. If we are to speak of contrast within the confines of third through fifth density, we would say to you that it is more of this concept of extremes or polarities. If you think of yourself as vibration, sound, and color, all mixed together to be light embodied, because truly this is what you are, sound and color frequency merged with the spark, the light that you are, choosing to hold yourself as matter into this physical form, then we would remind you that this duality effect, this contrast of dark and light, of vilification, and this sense of the ascended template of reality, or that which you would refer to as enlightenment, are two sides of the same coin. Both are facets of the divine. You cannot understand enlightenment if you have not gone to the depths. You cannot understand what the depths are if you have not experienced the expression of light. And both and everything in between, all the gray areas, are facets of the same frequency, just in varying forms, varying lessons, perhaps you could say. 
When we <coughs> referred to this physical density as a game, <coughs> as something you can play, we are reminding you that dark and light are two sides of the polarity, and that as long as you are in physical form, there will always be this. However, in third dimensional density, which is what humanity has evolved out of, there was much more of a precedence placed upon contrast, one needing to choose one extreme or the other, that there was not a gray area. Now in fifth dimensional density, it is much less about polarization and more about harmonic convergence of these two extremes and what can be achieved when they find balance with one another. It does not mean that there will be nothing but a utopian golden age. There will always be contrast, but the levels of contrast will balance themselves out so that individuals now are not fearful of contrast as much as they are simply curious about differing perspectives. And then duality and polarity can live together in harmony. Yes. I have a question about the dimensions. So in my understanding, um, as the Earth and the galaxy and the solar system moved into this place, um, the frequency rose, the Earth rose into the fourth dimension, yes. yet the social memory complex of humanity was still very mired in the third dimension. Yes. So humanity was very much experiencing third dimensional reality in sort of a fourth dimensional field. From a collective vantage point, which is what the fourth dimensional reality is. Okay. And so, to us, as, as I understand it, the fourth dimension, like, entities that would have been existing in the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension were not visible to us. So have we, has that changed? Yes. We, so now that we are, I mean, are we experiencing, like, third, fourth, and fifth dimension? Uh, are fourth and fifth dimensional beings now visible to us? Um. Yes. There are many ways in which the planet is changing and reshaping itself. So from a fifth dimensional standpoint, which is what all of the universal paradigm that you are a part of is now, this is a collective grand evolution of the universal construct of physical expression. Third dimensional density was a free will experience that you, as the collective divine, whichever form you wish to call this by, God, goddess, creator, all that is, chose to participate within in order to experience separation. As you moved into fourth dimensional density, with the convergence of the photon belt moved from the center of the Milky Way galaxy through this arm of the solar system and the galaxy that you are a part of, this wave of frequency not only elevated the Schumann resonance of Earth, but it united the collective consciousness of Earth. So now you are still, perhaps, unconsciously creating the paradigm of separation, but you are feeling the collective experience of separation, the sense of isolation from one another. And when something happened on one side of the planet, the reverberations were felt much more instantaneously than before as part of a lower density experiment. Now that humanity, that all of the universal expression of physical matter has moved into fifth dimensional density, it is seemingly as though all of these paradigms are happening at the same time. We would say to you, fifth dimensional density means that you are able to manifest and create and co-create as a collective anything that you feel is in alignment and resonance with your truth 
whether this is conscious or unconscious. And in many cases, it is unconscious. So for those that are unconsciously manifesting, because anything is possible in this frequency, many are recreating a paradigm, a belief system, and a version of their physical reality that they are most used to, what they have remembered from their experience of the linear timeline growing up. And so they are unconsciously recreating the same paradigm that looks or appears as third dimensional density, but is in all actuality fifth dimensional density operating unconsciously an old pattern or paradigm. And so there are a lot of many wobbly experiences to be had as time and space and multidimensional frequencies are all converging. And yet you are capable of anything. You do not have to recreate the old paradigm. And the more that awaken to the notion that you can create anything, particularly on a collective consciousness level, the faster you will see results in how Earth, humanity, and this entire solar system operate in harmony. So, right, so, you know, speak, speak of the power of seeing. So as we begin to see, we are essentially just sort of creating this echo. Yes. Again and again, in a place where it, it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be created that way. Yes. And per your question around beings that are not necessarily seen by the physical eyes, by those who are in higher multidimensional form but have been operating or coexisting alongside humanity for quite some time, you would know many of these beings such as the elementals, the fae, the dragon beings, etc. These beings that are mythological and yet have always held a deep fascination in the psyche of humanity because some aspect of humanity knows them to be real. And yet the frequency that humanity was vibrating at could not correlate to the higher level of multidimensional frequency they were emitting. So as you continue to step more fully into the empowerment of what it means to be fifth dimensional, you will notice there is a resurgence of individuals who now see the dragon beings, who now see the elementals and the fairies, who now see the unicorns and the magical beings and creatures that they have longed for. It does not mean that by any stretch of the word, every single mythological creature is real, but certainly there are many beings that have existed for a very long time in your perception of linear time that are just as real, even if they cannot be seen by the physical eyes. In fact, your physical retina, your physical eyes can only see 1% of the ultraviolet spectrum as they have been formed. If you are only seeing 1% of what is available to you, imagine as you elevate in frequency and consciousness what will begin to be opened and awakened for you. How many more things you can start to create and reshape as you retune your physical retina and your eyes. And this is also why some of the side effects of this awakening or rising of frequency and consciousness does affect the eyes and the ears in particular. There are frequencies that you have been tuned to that no longer resonate with your becoming. And the more you step fully into your fifth dimensional self by simply being in every single moment and acknowledging who you are and what you feel, the more you will notice 
that these sensory perceptions, these aspects of you in physical form, will start to be tuned differently, so that now you are awakened to higher levels of consciousness, and can feel, see, and hear them. Regarding the hearing part, is there, uh, for me, uh, quite often the noise uh, in many different levels uh, is so strong and it's very uh, sometimes uncomfortable and just like right now it sounds like there's an orchestra or a thousand people making noise inside my head. Is there a way to, uh, you mentioned it a little bit, is there a way to reduce that? Yes, the more that you start to do the clearing technique that we began to do at the beginning of this time together and begin to imagine dropping some of the frequency distortion that you are experiencing in your ears, an auditory experience, down through the spinal column and into the earth, the more you will start to clear out the old programs that are creating a physical sensation in your body. There are ways in which these old programs are recreating themselves for you that do create the sensation of there being irreversible damage. And yet, it is not the case. You are being retuned, rebooted, perhaps. And because of this, the more that you consciously do the work to ease the rebooting process along by clearing any programs and physical experiences that are not resonating with you in this body any longer, the faster you will find that they come back into balance. Think also, and this is another piece that we wish you to reflect on, as you continue to step into the elevated form of your consciousness, you are also turning on the faculties of clairvoyance, clairsentience, claircognizance, and clairaudience. And so your capacity to hear other dimensional frequencies, loved ones who have passed, etc., will create the sensation that you are in a very full room and that there are many beings speaking all at the same time. And so there will also be this resurgence of finding a way to balance what you are hearing with the physical environment as well. I had an experience uh, years ago I was laying on the bed, took a little nap, I woke up, and for a short period of time my vision was so clear and so bright, it was like everything was in HD, and it felt like, almost like I wasn't even using my eyes, almost like I was like looking with a different part of myself at the physical reality, I could feel the energy coming in through the top of the head and moving down through, you know, as, as if it wasn't me looking at something, but I was just experiencing it and like somehow the eyes weren't even almost necessary yes. in a certain way. Yes, you are using your clairvoyance. You are seeing beyond what your physical eyes can see. And so you are scanning the frequency of the room and can tell the orientation of everything within it without needing the physical eyes to even be open. Your pineal gland, your third eye, and the ways in which it receives and transmits information in relationship to the pituitary gland create a vibrational frequency current between them. You could think of the pituitary gland as the receiver and the pineal gland as the transmitter. Mm -hmm. 
And when they are working together in harmony, just like echolocation, you start to create a frequency that actually maps out your physical environment without you needing to have your eyes open. Mm. Mm. Does this reboot occur differently for different people? For instance, hers might be auditory, but someone else's might be dizziness or... Oh yes, certainly. You are all a collective consciousness. Certainly you are a myriad of perspectives of the divine embodied, and you are a collective consciousness. And yet your individual self, your individual bloodline, your ancestry, the predisposition that you have to certain behavioral patterns, personality traits, or identities, will all play a part in how you are affected by the changes that are occurring. For some, it may be outbursts of anger. For some, it may be a deep sense of grief and loss. For some, it may be that the eyesight is changing or the physical body is changing. Some may experience physical pain. It is different depending upon every single individual's perspective of their reality and physical form and what you have to release in the process. Think of yourself like a sieve. As you move into higher levels of frequency, you have to shake out all of the debris that does not match it. And for each of you, you have different variables at play that need to be sieved. Can you talk about um, past lives and how they relate to our rebirth into this life? Like how some people are born into poverty and some people are born into the Kardashians? Yes. Certainly, every single individual in this time and space has experienced every facet of reality. And it is difficult to imagine because you are willingly chosen to forget. That is to say, before you incarnate into this body, you go through a window, perhaps you would call it, of forgetting, where many of your memories are taken from you of other timelines because it would be too disorienting for you to remember every memory from every lifetime in one body. You would feel as if you were pulled in and out of time and space. And for many of you, you would feel a deep longing to be somewhere else, depending upon the circumstances that you were born into. And yet, each of you have experienced all of it. You have been the queen and the king, and you have been the pauper. You have been the murderer, and you have been the one who has been murdered. You have been every facet of humanity. And yes, it is difficult to imagine this when you look around and you see so many who are suffering. And it is not to say that you could not dedicate your life to giving service and offering assistance to anyone and everyone that is you experiencing some form of trauma or pain. But we would also remind you that you all chose to learn through this particular lens for a reason. So if there is something that you are learning, even if it is in the form of suffering or pain, it is to counterpoint or balance another lesson that perhaps you learned in a different lifetime. You are here in a body to play, and part of playing is experiencing, like players on stage, many different roles. And this is perhaps what we would offer in terms of how past lives orient themselves and create for you where you are in this particular body. But we would also say 
that in the case of many human beings, especially now that you are elevating in your conscious experience of reality, and you are evolving into a higher multidimensional form, there are facets of you that are awakening latent memories of other lifetimes. And for some of you, that means a predisposition to certain fears, individuals who are afraid of drowning because they have drowned before, fires, etc. You might notice that there are predispositions of imbalances in the physical body, those that are prone to things concerning the bronchial tubes or things concerning a leg or a knee that never felt like it healed even if there was not a trauma from this lifetime, or perpetuating a loop of physical imbalance. One individual seems to always hurt the same elbow over and over again. Many of these traits do tend to come from predispositions that were placed in your DNA that is carried from lifetime to lifetime. And even if the physical genetic signature of your DNA in this body may be different, that double helix that you see may be different than ever before, the ethereal DNA, the higher multidimensional DNA that you also carry, holds the blueprints of all the other lifetimes. And as you do continue to elevate upwards in vibrational frequency, there will continue to be a flooding effect that happens, where sometimes you receive a lot of information all at once. And then you go through periods of time where you must integrate these other aspects of self before there are other floods of information that come through. So my friend is in a sticky situation. Uh, she lives with her mom, and she's 27, and her mom's 50 or 60. And um, basically her mom relies on her, and she doesn't have a job. She's an artist that has a serious creative block, and the only money that she really gets is from government income. And my friend feels like she can't live her life because she has to help her mom. So what advice or what does her mom need to do so that my friend can move out and live her life and not feel burdened by this? Yes, this would be a perfect example of how a past life correlation could create disruption in this current life and identity. In this particular case, the individuals in this scenario have been connected to one another before in karmic patterns of obligation. And so in this lifetime, perhaps, she is recreating the sense of having to give because she received in a different lifetime. In order to clear that patterning, firstly, she has to acknowledge that she chose to have her own body for a reason, that she did not choose to live for her mother, or sacrifice or martyr herself for the common good. And this is a common theme that she may feel inclined to reflect upon. This sense of always feeling, regardless of who, or what community, or what lifetime, she has to sacrifice self for others. Yes. This is something that goes back to the same pattern that we were discussing when we were talking about forgiveness. This sense of the feedback loop of worthiness the self-love factor, loving self enough to let go of the need to have to give more than she can give to be worthy of love, of balance, of living her own life and self-identity. It is something she must reflect upon and find deep and honest insight into the ways she might be perpetuating a system of martyrdom. 
she may be recreating a sense of victimization around it because she is still querying it. But the more she honestly reflects upon this sense of self, and she is not alone, many human beings have a deep-set martyr complex of having to sacrifice for others. The more she reflects upon this, she will start to notice subtle ways in which she is perpetuating it. And the more awareness she has of these subtle perpetuations of this pre-existing symptom or condition or complex, the more she will start to break these patterns down. Because now she will see it as it is happening. And though perhaps in some ways she might still feel obligated, she will also notice how she is giving away all of her power in order to feel worthy enough. It is a common experience for many human beings. The sense of having to sacrifice all of self, having to give away all of self in order to feel as if one can receive the balance and harmony. And in some cases, for many, they feel as if they have given all of themselves to the point of being exhausted and physically depleted. In mm -hmm. like as far as her mom goes, like how does her mom get herself out of the situation of just like stagnance? Hmm. This is an entirely different experience. She must do the emotional work to see how she is recreating a experience of being the child rather than the mother. She is perpetuating a feedback loop around not receiving enough love and support in her childhood and therefore needing to recreate it now with her daughter instead of her parents. This is something that she must reflect upon in order to clear fully the old patterning and outdated belief system and to break the block. Because the part of her that is not expressing that she feels neglected, that she feels abandoned by her parents early in life, that she had to survive and support herself on what she thought were her greatest passions and love, are now being stunted because she feels as if she does not have permission fully to express them. And this is being recreated in the confines of the parent and daughter relationship, but in reverse. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have another question. Can I ask a question based off of an observation? Yes. Okay. So we all fought really hard to be in these bodies, right? We beat up millions of people who become born. And it's my understanding we're in these bodies for the majority of the day to where the sleep state and we work on the grid. And if we're in a lower vibration, we attract hitchhikers. Mm -hmm. And if we're in a higher vibration, we attract channels such as yourself. And the observation was um, you're going in a clockwise circular body in this body. And I was just wondering how does it feel to be in a higher state, higher stated body and then and your dimension, is it counterclockwise? It is not necessarily as concise as this concept of the double helix or the double spiral. Yes, there is an elevated consciousness of the upliftment of energy that does move in a circular pattern. That is to say, when one ruminates on a heavier thought form or a depressing pattern, you'll notice that you keep looping and that keeps creating and recreating more things to feed into the loop to perpetuate it and elevate it and expand it. Likewise, when one is feeding into higher vibrational frequencies, 
acknowledging gratitude, which is the highest frequency you can hold in a physical body, gratitude for the fact that you have a body, then you start to elevate and spiral yourself into an elevated consciousness that attracts more things to be grateful for. And so the spiral widens and elevates itself in this way. But when you are out of a physical expression, as we are, and when we no longer have a physical body to call our own, we feel an elevation simply in being allowed the opportunity to be embodied, even for this brief window of the now moment. We do carry a different frequency current, and ours is most certainly a bit higher than what is able to be held here in the physical tissue. So we are achieving two things at the same time. We are vibrating the channel's frequency, and concurrently, through her vocal cords, your frequencies, up to our elevated consciousness. And we are also decelerating our frequency down into alignment with yours, so that as we stretch together, we reach a common frequency in which we can all collectively discuss many of the aspects of humanity. Yes. Okay. So can you speak to, I've, for years, I've been feeling a lot of activity in the right frontal lobe. Uh, for instance, like when I use a GPS system, like Google Maps, I'll turn on Google Maps, and I can feel activity now in the right frontal lobe, almost as if there's a download. When I turn off Google Maps, that disappears, and I can sort of open up to everything. So it almost feels as if I am tuning into a, a frequency on that. Like, and it also feels like this aspect is used in what we would term mind control. Um, and that, the, the, that this area right here is just, there's so much of a mind control aspect in this area, it seems like. Uh, Yes, it is very receptive, especially to the technological frequencies, or the lower dimensional frequencies. When you think of your electricity, your technology, this frequency itself is much lower in its awareness of vibration than you are. And so your physical body now, that you are elevating in your consciousness and your expanded frequency, is starting to pick up the dissonance of that layer as it moves through you, whether you are using Google Maps or perhaps simply driving by a cell phone tower and you notice that there are shifts in your body's frequency as your brain and your neurological pathways are attempting to divert the frequency that would be invested in opening your channel now to receiving the brain waves that are being emitted from your frontal lobe and pinging off of the tower or off of the technology and back to you. And you are right in assuming that this could be used as a frequency base for mind control techniques. But we would also remind you that you are much more powerful than this electrical frequencies. You are much more powerful than the technologies that many of the world's military and governments wish you to have. They wish you to be afraid that somehow you could be impacted by them, that they could perhaps own you on some level. But we would remind you that you are a free and sovereign being 
electing to be embodied at a time when many wanted to be here in order to ground and anchor the higher multidimensional form of self. And because you are so much greater than their capacity to try to manipulate your frequency, whether through food, through media, whether through pharmaceuticals or otherwise, it is important to continually remind yourself that you, in that sensation, are simply sifting it out and through you. That it is not operating within your system. It is simply moving through on its way to another current. Okay. And I can see that, you know, once you are aware of this thing, it no longer has power over you. Yes. Right, so... This is why you are living at the time when so many catastrophic awakenings are happening. You are living at a time when you are seeing the deep trauma, the dissonance. You are living at a time when you are starting to see information coming to light that is not pleasant. But in seeing it, you know what is happening. In being aware of it, it cannot hold power over you any longer. And this is the gift of free will. You must see it in order to change it. That's why everything is coming up to the surface to be seen. Nothing can be hidden anymore. Yes. It is the age of truth. And people are feeling that deep within their bones. You know if something resonates and if something doesn't. You know that even in terms of tonight's conversation. Take what resonates and leave behind the rest. Just like a spiritual tradition or a religion, just like a scientific theory. If something hits you the right way, you know it resonates. You can feel it down to your bones. And if something does not hit quite the right way, leave it behind. Your personal truth has no merit and no bearing on the collective truth, and vice versa. You are here in a physical body with a unique perspective to choose for yourself what resonates. You are past the point of being told by gurus, by teachers, by spiritual religion and traditions. You are here to be your own guru. Thank you. Um, this might, I don't know how to quite say this, uh, this might be about past lives, but I'm not sure. Uh, <coughs> I have a lot of special needs, brain injury type, in my, I have two in my family, and now another one has come in and it's very upsetting and it's starting to manifest medically for me. And I'm wondering if that has a past life, something Perhaps it has a correlation to other lifetimes, but more it is that you are usually put in the role of caretaker and have been caretaker throughout much of your lifetime. And so because of that, you are being triggered in your own experience of physical pain and distress because you are giving more than you are receiving in terms of how much you are offering care, emotional support, or otherwise. Even if you are not physically caretaking, you are emotionally caretaking. Yes. And this is also weighing on your physical being. So the more that you continue to remind yourself to separate from the need to emotionally caretake on behalf of certain members of your family, you will also notice that your physical body comes back into greater alignment and does not experience physical distress the same way. In focusing on some of the special needs in your family unit, you are recreating 
special needs distress in your body? It's triggering childhood. Yes. Which is triggering physical imbalances. Yes. Human beings are often told a story of who you are, your identity, from birth. You are told you are a girl or a boy from the beginning, instead of allowing yourself the opportunity to choose your gender identity. You are told that you are from certain cultural backgrounds, certain family lineages, that you need to celebrate certain nationalities in your genetic structure. You are told you have a specific role in your family unit, and that you must stick to it. And in many ways, you are shaped and informed by your society, your family, your schooling, and your jobs. We remind you that you are not this story. You get to choose who you are. Yes, you may have trauma. You may have old programs. You may have old emotional baggage that is yours or not even yours that you are carrying. But you are not the stories that you have been told. You get to elect in every single moment who you are becoming. You get to recreate the pattern and paradigm. And you do not need to stay in an old, outdated story, even if your family still tries to perpetuate it for you or on your behalf. You do not need to stay part of a story, even if it is part of your cultural identity or part of how you have learned to operate in the physical expression. In every moment, you can recreate yourself and you can bring yourself back into full physical and emotional well-being. The gift of life in a physical form is more about unwinding your programming than it is about recreating it. Think of this when you find yourself in a moment of trauma, in a moment of emotional distress, in a moment of recreating a story that has been told in your family for a long time. You are not that. You have been, but you do not need to be forever. Every moment, every breath is the first and the last. So how are you recreating yourself? to someone who has grown up around, um, I guess, feeling like they can't really achieve great things, like they're just probably going to continue with their parents and just kind of be an average Joe and go on with life. What advice would you give to someone who doesn't want that? Well, we would give two different pieces of advice. The first being that there is absolutely nothing wrong with living life as an average Joe, as you understand it. That there is absolutely nothing wrong with choosing to live a simple life where you simply are who you are and you enjoy every single moment of it without needing to rock the planet as you know it. But we would also say that should you choose to change the world, 
then all you need to do is believe in yourself. It is only a matter of self-love. You are worthy, as every single human being is, to change the earth. You only need yourself. Yes, there are ways in which perhaps certain aspects of your lineage or your identity or your cultural perspective may limit or hinder this experience, and yet every single human on the planet who has ever changed the world always had some limiting belief system, some limiting aspect of their identity. Sometimes, again, when it comes to free will, feeling constricted, feeling trapped, can often be the fertile breeding ground for change. It can often create the need to break out of an old paradigm or mold. So we would remind you that you, just as every single human being is, are capable of changing the planet. Every single human is capable of the same healing, the same beliefs, the same perspectives. You are all equal in this, and all given equal right to pursue it, though your circumstances may differ. But there is also nothing wrong with living a simple life and enjoying that too. You also accomplish just as much in this experience. Again, it is not about achievement-based success, but rather what makes you happiest. I have a question in that regard. Well, we talk a lot tonight about looking at past lives and such, but you're talking about achieving your highest self. Are there exercises to access your future self or future selves? Yes, but we would remind you that Really, every past life version of you and every future life version of you is also operating in the same moment. It is difficult to wrap one's head around when you have been trained and conditioned from birth to believe in a linear progression of time. But we would try to explain it in terms of, again, this snake eating its own tail. 17th century Greece, 12th century France, and now are all still operating in the same moment even if they're on different experiences of the loop. They're at different points in space, but in the same time, if this makes sense. And so every lifetime that you have ever lived, or will ever live, is simultaneously playing itself out. We would say to you, you could access information about either in the same technique that you would use to retrieve information about a past life. You could launch yourself in your perception of time and space into the future just as easily. But we would also say to you that what is more interesting to us from an ascended perspective, and when we say that we do not mean it in terms of anything to do with a hierarchy being better, we are simply in a different frequency, we would say that the most interesting thing to us is that every single human you interact with is you in a different lifetime. You are the divine embodied in a myriad of perspectives. So even in this understanding of the now moment, every single being in this room is also you in a different lifetime, full of entirely different experiences than you have had. And yet, how beautiful to see yourself in every single being, reflected in every single being. You are one divine aspect creating itself in billions of bodies. And so all of these individuals are also you. Yes. 
Would you recommend past life regressions to everyone? We do not necessarily think that anything is unanimously agreeable with every single human, but we would say that if you feel called to explore other aspects of your identity and to understand better the empowerment that can be attained through retrieving latent memories of other lifetimes or clearing old trauma from other lifetimes, then we would encourage it. We are incredibly honored, as always, to have the opportunity to speak in the now moment to humanity. We feel that there is so much changing on the planet so rapidly that it can feel disorienting to be here. And we are honored to provide clarity and different perspective to any and all of you, should you choose to accept it or resonate with it. We feel very deeply connected to the human race because we are intrinsically part of your family and you as ours. And so we would remind you that we are here 100% solely and completely in alignment with divine love and light that is you and that is us. And we hope that you continue forward on your journey in this body knowing that you are loved unconditionally, that you have unlimited possibility and potential to make this life anything you wish and that most importantly you know that you are just playing a game so be joyful have fun with it and do not take it so seriously because you have already achieved the meaning of life just by taking a body everything else is a cherry and so until next time, goodbye. Thank you so much. Thank you.